South Africa has 6.2 million people infected with HIV, more than any other country in the world. One of the strategies to address the epidemic on the local level has been the formation of adherence clubs, groups of HIV-positive people who meet regularly to have their health monitored and to receive their antiviral medications. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Lynn Wilkinson, Field Coordinator for Médecins Sans Frontières in Kalitsha, South Africa. Ms. Wilkinson, why has South Africa had so much trouble controlling the spread of HIV? Oh, that's a difficult question with multiple answers. I think we don't really have a good answer for it, unfortunately. Probably one of the biggest problems is that the epidemic wasn't taken under control in the early days. So you may remember that back in 2004, or before in the early 2000s, the South African government did not provide antiretroviral care, um, treatment or care to HIV-positive patients. And so for a long time, the epidemic was uncontrolled without treatment being available. So that may have contributed, but there are many, many other contributing factors. Nobody really has the answer to that question. MSF first developed adherence clubs as a demonstration program. In that, what was their original goal and how successful have they been? The main goal there is, it's two-sided really, from the patient perspective, We want it to be easy for patients to stay on lifelong treatment. And that's not possible if you're expecting somebody to go to a public sector clinic once a month, stay in a queue for most of your day to be able to get your treatment. So for us to ensure that patients can stay on treatment for a long time, we want to make it easy for them to do so. And then from the health system side, due to the sheer volume of patients we have, it's just not feasible to manage all of the patients within our clinic. And so we rather therefore want to reserve care in our clinics for patients who are unstable or newly diagnosed so that our overburdened staff aren't really using up their valuable time to deal with healthy patients. And how are the individual adherence clubs structured? So a club is made up of usually 30 patients who are stable on treatment, and that means that they've been on the same regimen for 12 months, that they've got an undetectable viral load, so they're doing well on treatment. And groups of 30 patients then get together once every two months, usually for less than an hour. They meet, they have a little chat about anything of particular interest at the time. There's a club facilitator who's usually a lay healthcare worker, either a counsellor or peer educator, who might be able to answer a few specific questions. So they have a discussion, their weight and any symptoms are monitored, and then they are provided with a pre-packed two-month supply of drugs. So usually a quick stop, 45 minutes, and everybody's out of there and carrying on with their daily lives. In a perspective article, Campion writes that more than 27,000 patients are receiving HIV treatment through these adherence clubs in the Western Cape province alone. Have the larger community and the South African government been supportive of these clubs? Yes, I think usually with what MSF does is we try to pilot intervention or a model of care, show that it works, and then get larger buy-in, usually first at provincial level and then further afield province, as you say, the Western Cape bought into the idea very quickly, and that's become the Western Cape policy. In fact, just since um, the article was written, we now have 30,000 patients in clubs, so it really is increasing on a daily basis. There are now pockets of clubs that have started in other parts of the country, so we have a lot of visitors from 
provinces elsewhere that come and see how to implement them. So there are a couple now of NPOs that are working with Department of Health facilities up in Gauteng and in the Free State that are also rolling them out. And we understand that they will also be included in the National Department's adherence guidelines, which are expected out any day now, as a possible model of care to be considered by Departments of Health uh, facilities elsewhere in the country. In that expansion, what do you see as the greatest challenges, both expansion nationally and perhaps even internationally? I think the greatest challenge is that we don't think that this is a cheap option that doesn't require funding. Even though we're moving our stable patients out of our clinics and therefore freeing up our healthcare professionals, the club facilitators, the monitoring and evaluation, the community structures that are required to support clubs running need funding. And I think our greatest concern is that it perhaps might be perceived as an option that doesn't require funding, which may result in it not working out as well as it should. So really understanding that these are still our patients, they're providing treatment and care to them remains the Department of Health and donors' responsibility to continue funding. And just because they're moving out of our healthcare facilities doesn't obviate that responsibility to continue funding their care. In another perspective article, Elman argues that the adherence clubs are part of a broader effort to demedicalize AIDS prevention and treatment in Africa. Do you agree? And what would the other aspects of that effort be? Absolutely. As we've been saying, it's really about how we make it simple for patients to stay on lifelong treatment and how we allow or capacitate health systems to manage the burden of patients. And by requiring healthy patients to still come to clinics or to healthcare facilities to get treatment and care makes no sense when we're already overstretched. And so being able to manage patients in their communities, making it easy for them to stay on treatment is definitely the way forward. We are lucky that we have laboratory tests such as viral loads, which will allow us to monitor our patients fairly simply without them having to come to the clinic regularly. We can, through the viral load test, see whether the patient is adherent. If they're not adherent, potentially red flag the patient for increasing support and perhaps returning to the clinic for enhanced care. But really being able to say to our healthy patients, well, to be honest, you're not sick anymore. We don't need to see you at the clinic. Finally, in South Africa, what additional steps do you think are going to be necessary to slow the spread of HIV and to ensure treatment for all of those who are HIV positive? Well, we need to ensure that everybody who has HIV has access to antiretrovirals. And while that's increasing substantially, I think we still have hard-to-reach groups that we really need to increase our focus on. And these include our male population. So we still struggle to get men to start antiretroviral treatment early. And so we really need to refocus services to be male-friendly, which MSF is at the moment piloting in Kailicha and the various other high-risk groups that we really use are young women that we really need to focus our interventions on so that they can also be, that they can also access treatments and care. Thank you, Ms. Wilkinson.